Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna J. White, your host for Keeping It Real on Purpose. And I'm so glad that you joined me today because this is real conversation that points to your power. Topics about mindfulness, health, and healing, conscious living, personal transformation, emotional intelligence, spirituality, life purpose, and wellness in every aspect of life, career, or business. So my goal is to inspire you and help you to take real action with the information that you're listening to today so you can apply it to your life. So what's our topic for today? Our topic is reclaiming your power, your energy, I'm sorry. Um, how to have more energy, um, specifically in times like this. I know that we all have gone through so much, so very much during the past year. And we've all been, you know, um, gone through the pandemic with flying colors, need I say, less. Um, and we have really done a great job at staying positive. So how do we move from that position? How do we gain that power back? I know, you know, during the winter time, we always have that downtime and our energy is less, you know, um, focused or um, we just lose the way towards our goals. But I wanted to share with you today how to move past that and how to gravitate to follow your dreams, to continue to follow your dreams, or just continue to get up in the morning, or just continue to do your job. The secret of change is to focus all your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. That's a quote by Dan McMillman, and it makes more sense. When I heard that quote, I was like, wow, that really makes a lot of sense, that we don't focus our energy on trying to fight the old habits, but we build on new ones. So if we know that we have these old habits and we, we fight them like procrastination, like excuses, um, like fear, we know to build on them. How do we build? How do we use fear as a stepping stone? Well, obviously, if you're fearful of it, there's a reason why, because you can gain momentum. So if you're stepping on your fear and you're looking for that happiness within that fear, you're moving on. I don't care where you live. We all have one thing in common. We like to dream. To close our eyes and imagine that we're living the life we were meant to lead. It's a desire that is embedded in our DNA. To want more, to achieve more, to become more. It's why we start new businesses, write novels, learn to play the guitar, <laughs> get our MBA, change careers, learn to cook, sew, or even speak a second language. We all are chasing dreams. Every day, life has a dream. Every moment, there's a dream. Like simple happiness, good health, or financial independence, finding a place to call home, someone to love, or a path to inner peace. 
perhaps it's just a life with less pain, headache, or loneliness. Either way, it's our dream, and we lose focus from it. I've learned that chasing dreams is not always a good thing, but being purposeful on how you create them is. Dreams are not always what makes the world a better place, but you, it makes you a better person, a better human being, a better purposeful human being. We need to give our, our dreams a chance to grow. We need to let them grow outside of who we are. Fortunately, most of us do, and with all our hearts, we want, we want that to happen. But most of the time, stuff gets in the way. It's like having one of those sock drawers, which I'm cleaning out today, um, with a bunch of stuff that you don't know how it got in there. It's just that you threw it in and it became part of the drawer. And then you look at it and like, where did all the stuff come from? That's what losing your energy is like. It's like you let life get in the way and underneath all of that is the good stuff that you meant to put in there to make to preserve something or to keep it. It's easy to make excuses. It's easy to say, you know, I, I got to put it off because of this or that. Oh, or, or my favorite work gets in the way. It's easy to say that because we become frustrated um, with not our own goals, our own things that we want to do, but with other things that get in the way. So it's just like that drawer, you, you get so mad, you don't know where to put, in, put the, the item, and you just chuck it in that drawer, and be, the, that drawer becomes a big, big, big net mess. That's what I'm talking about. So excuses are like that. We don't know where to begin, or have no time, money, skills, or commitment. And those are all excuses that I learned along the way are real enemies. And... That's the deeper issue, is the real enemy that we keep burying, you know, like in that drawer. We keep burying, burying, you know, burying, I guess, or putting things on top of, okay, better word. Um, we keep doing that. And then, I think about the drawer itself. It plain gets worn out, just like we do. We get worn out. We have no energy to even get up. We have no energy to even do our job because we, we've become hopeless. And hopelessness is like an unending circle of stuff. So how do we get out of that? How do we get move forward? How do we just catch a breath? There's always somewhere to go and something to do. You know, late meetings, which I hate. You know, and that's me. It's like some days it's early morning and then all of a sudden it's late night Then I'm still on meetings and it's just a lot. Um, then come home, have to see about my pup and my pup um, and then um, other homework or do my own work for my own business and it's just unending. So, you know, we, we can't catch a break sometimes, but I've, I've learned that 
we get lost in the shuffle of time management. We get lost in doing the pursuit of doing something else for someone else instead of managing our time to do something for ourselves. You know, um, we can catch cold, or better, better now, COVID, um, lose our job, start a relationship, end a relationship, have birthdays, holidays, which is today is my son's birthday, who is 40, um, a holiday, which is coming up, um, trips to the dentist, which I have to take today. <laughs> the list is endless. And it's exhausting. It's no wonder we have nothing left in our tank for a better life. It's all we can do to maintain life that we have. Money is not the great currency of our time. Energy is. And when I learned that energy, money is energy, and energy is money, and all that we do, time is energy. I began to manage my time a lot better. My physical energy to get out of bed and the positive energy, energy to do something better with my life was totally through the roof. All the dreams that I was putting down on paper or have repeated over the years in affirmations were popping and coming true. So there's nothing that you cannot do um, to pursue any of dreams, any of your ways to wake up in the morning, any of your career goals, you know, um, everything that you have responsibility or have taken up the charge to do can be done. And that's a goal or a dream. Several years ago, um, I had an instance with uh, possibility of having um, cancer because I had this large mass in my uh, breast. And I didn't know what it was from, you know, um, and I didn't feel sick, uh, you know, I know, had noticed it. And although it was fatal to me, and I, I, when the word cancer, they said it to me, and, and I was like, whoa, um, and it, it, it impounded me, I became fear, fearful, very fearful. And at that moment, I felt myself give up, because if this large mass was going to envelop my body like I've seen it do other people, other women, um, and you know, a few men, I, I began to get hopeless and going back and forth to the doctors and, and getting poked and prodded, my energy was gone. And the condition uh, was exhausting just to find out what it was. <laughs> That's what I, could say. I was dazed and confused, dazed and confused, and look, thankfully and luckily, there was it was a tumor that they could they could correct, and it was something that they can take out, and I was fine, and my condition didn't worsen, and I was happy for that. So while the condition was neither fatal 
uh, nor, you know, um, was something that I could deal with my energy. It had me in an unusual position at that time. And I had no desire to chase the things that was once important to me. So that meant I laid there, you know, um, really didn't want to go to work, um, put no emphasis on my work, um, and no energy into my work, just did the bare minimum, and put no emphasis in caring for my children, because I was in bad health, or so I thought, and I was told that I was in bad health, and I accepted that. It began to drain me. And the worry, the fear, the regret, the anger burst my bubble like a pin in a balloon. But fortunately there was hope, lots of hope for me. I learned how to get my energy back. I put more emphasis in taking care of myself, um, you know, walking every day put more um, emphasis on learning how to fight the battle to regain the energy. Triumph in gaining your strength to fight is even, even greater, greater battle. The fight of our dreams and life we imagined is so important that um, it's so important, and it's so beneficial, and it's so um, liberating. Of course, you know, reclaiming your energy doesn't happen by accident, and it's not always easy. Trust me, it was a dark time for me, and it wasn't easy. And I was young. Um, but every day, there are golden opportunities for us to get back our energy. So I'm going to share with you some tips um, to get started. And, you know, reclaim the life you desire and the energy you want. So, taking the example of me hearing the word cancer and possibility of cancer, um, I needed to stay in the moment and not take that situation over into the future or the past and try to figure it all out because what I was doing in that moment was how did I get this what what did I do who did it you know and I was asking all these questions then what's going to happen in the future oh am I going to do I have to do this or what's going to happen with my children what's going to happen with my job and in that moment my I caught myself not being able to get the answers and losing my peace along with my power. But if you stay in the moment and you recognize when you start thinking about those things and how to replace them and build on, let me get past that. So when you notice that your regrets start popping up or your guilt or your longing, you recognize all of that, you begin to put those under your feet. 
and bring yourself back to the moment and place emphasis not on the possibility of cancer. I didn't hear possibility, I heard cancer. And that was my fear, that was not my fear, that was my worry. And it started to soar. And when I say soar, it was like a whirlwind sucking up everything that I could have in the future and mostly my peace and my power. So stay in the moment, recognize all the words, everything that's being said to you. And just stay in the moment until you can see where you're going day by day. What I didn't do, another thing I didn't do, is engage in activities that kept me in the moment. I didn't deep breathe. I didn't um, meditate like I would have. I didn't do my yoga. I didn't, you know, I didn't like gardening or anything like that. I didn't do any reading. I didn't do any walking. I didn't go to the beach for that spread of time while I was waiting. I didn't do any of that. That's tip number two. Engage in activities that keep you in the moment. Like laughing, volunteering, having gratitude, compassion. And anything that, that virtually brings you joy, do that. Uh, three, avoid the 24-7 always on a life, lifestyle. Turn off the lights, music, news, equipment, anything. Don't delve into more, more cancer information like I, sh like I shouldn't have. And while you want to, stay away from conversations with people about that topic. Stop obsessing because all it does is suck away your energy. Seek friends who uplift you and support you. Make you smile and laugh. That's all I can say. Um, those friends keep you aligned. Don't not talk to them about this. Those are your friends that if uplift you, keep them in that circle. Avoid excessive foods or drinks or anything that consumes more time and energy like that give you fatigue, um, soda, excessive alcohol, sitting down, laying down, poor diet, caffeine, sugar is the worst. Avoid those things. Um, I wasn't always an eater. I never indulged in food like that. So I think my during that time when I had the cancer scare, possibility of cancer, um, I... I I indulged in this sedentary lifestyle. I just sat there, did nothing, you know. So always avoid those things. Treat your body like a $200,000 Ferrari. <laughs> it's not enough to just avoid putting negative influences into our bodies. We need to put the, that, the best into our bodies as we can, you know, it's drinking water. I can't even. I can't even tell you how much just drinking water changed my life. I mean, the the the, the suggested amount, eight to ten glasses a day. Um, colorful greens and fruits 
good proteins and good fats. Um, I was thrust into a gluten-free and sugar-free lifestyle because my body couldn't handle it anymore. And packaged and processed foods, I couldn't handle that either. So I was thrust into that because my body rejected it after a long period of time of using it, of, of, of indulging it, not using it. So, you know, take your body serious, pay attention to your body, take care of your body. Um, it's your it's your job. You know, it's your job to take care of your body, like a $200,000 Ferrari. It's your job. Um, live your own life. Avoid saying, doing, or becoming something only because it's what others want to see or hear. It takes too much energy to live your life for someone else. I know I did it for 27 years in the religious sector and I lived like a robot for 27 years. Although I was able to do a lot of things that helped other people and helped the community, in that role, I was not happy with myself. I wasn't myself. And once I was released from that, or I realized I could be released from that, and I chose to walk away to be who God really intended me to be, without all the rhetoric and the rights and the, the law of what religion brought to me, my life became authentic and conscious. So that brings me to the, to the next tip. Live an authentic and conscious life. Avoid work you don't want to do. Say no to a lot of projects you shouldn't. Places you don't want to live, say no. Situations that no longer serve your needs, say no and don't do it. Being conscious of what you do on a daily basis puts you on a path of finding, not finding your purpose, but being purposeful in life, which will energize you. And it will energize every part of your life. And I need, needless to say, last and, and, and not only, treat yourself well. That can mean anything. Um, indulge in good food, not garbage. Good food. I mean, when I say good, I mean with, you know, indulge in different tastes and cultures of food. Get a massage once a week, twice a, you know, twice a month. Take mornings off. Exercise. Get eight hours of sleep. Put flowers in your house. Drink a glass of wine if you like wine. Have a cup of tea. It also means letting go of self-judgment. When talking about yourself or to yourself, use only positive, energizing, and life-affirming words. At the end of the day, all this adds up to a simple two-pronged strategy. Avoid the things in life that take our energy away and then find the magic that brings our energy back. But it takes a conscious effort. We have to be vigilant, constantly looking within, not around, but within, and without at all times. 
searching for those bits of insight and habit that will recharge our spirit. It is the only way we'll ever be strong enough to chase our dreams and live the lives we were meant to live. So go ahead and dream. Go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and dream, but make your first dream the gift of your energy. I'm telling you, your future self will thank you. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> this is Edna J. White, and I'm so glad to have been with you today. Remember to like and subscribe, and also, also share with your friends, your neighbors, your BFFs, all over the world. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Real on Purpose. <laughs>